Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to Stand Up For The Truth. We appreciate you guys, and I want to direct you to our resources on the top of our website, StandUpForTheTruth.com. We've got over 150 links to news sites, to ministries that you can trust for helpful information. Our guest today, John Haller, he is on there in our links, and uh, we've been going through the alphabetical order here. We're going to open this up by going through the L's. We are about halfway through. So, Lamb and Lion Ministries, which is Christ in Prophecy, uh, Leo Homan, Liberty Council, Liberty Pastors, Life News, Life Site News, Lighthouse Trails Research, Living Waters Ministries, that's Ray Comfort, and Trevor Loudon, New Zeal Blog. So those are just the L's. We have uh, 150 or more. I encourage you to go to standupforthetruth.com slash resources and share this information so we can get Christians and conservatives and anyone who wants to be informed and not uh, deceived by all the, the fake news, go to our website, please. Look for the resources. Father in heaven, thank you for this day that you have made. We rejoice. We're glad in it. We know that you are sovereign over all things. When the world is going crazy, we know that, it, that your word says, if we set you before us, if you are at our right hand, we will not be shaken. So, Father, thank you that we know the truth. Thank you that we have your word, that we can stand on your word because it is eternal. And so many things that are temporary are going to fade away and they'll be gone and they, they, they will be completely irrelevant. But Father, we know that you are Lord. Your word is forever and Jesus is the name above every name. So we exalt him today. We pray for wisdom as we go through a lot of news and a lot of what's happening around the world and especially in America. We're concerned about our culture, Lord. So we pray for your church. We need a revival. We need an awakening. God, we pray for a miracle that you would convict the hearts of your people, those who call on the name of Christ. We lift up this hour to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, John Haller is back with us, pastor, elder, teacher, known for his weekly prophecy updates. He's been a trial lawyer for almost 40 years, so that helps with a lot of uh, these religious freedom cases. He can kind of connect the dots for us. And uh, he started Fellowship Bible Chapel in Ohio, where he is an elder and pastor. And by the way, you can get a look at his weekly prophecy updates. They're on the FBC YouTube channel. John Haller, welcome back to the program, brother. Good to be back. I hope we can. Uh, we have enough to fill up the hour today. <laughs> As we talked before we got on the air and in our email exchanges leading up to today's podcast, we could probably do you know, a, an eight-hour workday um, of information and what's going on and analysis from a biblical perspective. But, John, um, we've got a lot of topics to, today, including the feminization of the U.S. military, diversity and inclusion. They're shoving that down the military's throat. We've got the fear-mongering media, the COVID, the mask, the passport, vaccine passports. We've got progressive Christians you know, not speaking up now about the border crisis, but they certainly were when Trump was president. We've got uh, top corporate CEOs from corporations of big name companies that are uh, talking about voter laws. Why would they be concerned about that? We've got um, the Grace Life Church in Alberta, Canada. What's going on there should be concerning. It's just up north in Canada. Last time I checked, is not a communist nation. We've got Black Lives Matter, the founder. She's got, she, she and her wife apparently have five homes, properties worth over $3.2 million. So if people donated to Black Lives Matter, there's a good indication of where some of that money went. But let's start with Canada, up north, eh? Um, John, this is a, a, a progressing, uh, for lack of a better word, story, starting with Pastor James Coates, who, who was imprisoned for just trying to hold services, but let's talk about that, and uh, what's the latest on Grace yeah. Life Church in Alberta? Can I start off with the Bible verse, though, to kind of set the context of everything? Uh, I yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, I know you're not too opposed to that. <laughs> 
Matthew chapter 13, it's also in Luke chapter 10, uh, Jesus was teaching them in parables, and the disciples were upset. Why are you teaching them in parables? And Jesus said, this is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. You shall keep on listening, but shall now understand. You shall keep on looking, but shall not perceive. And then he says this to the disciples, and I think it is directly relevant to us, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Now if we take the... The, the pattern aspect of uh, Jewish thought and scripture and that patterns in the past will repeat themselves. So uh, things that happen at the fall of Judah before the Babylonian captivity will recapitulate and, and, and happen again in the end times in the same pattern. And so the same pattern here, here's what Jesus is saying is, you know, here at the first coming of Messiah, you're blessed because you're you understand prophets and righteous people for generations have longed to see what you're seeing. Hmm. I think when we move forward to our time, we should say that prophets and righteous people long to see what we are seeing, and you should consider ourselves blessed. It's difficult, as the things we'll see, uh, as we talk about today. It is is a troubling time. Mm -hmm. It is... uh, it, It can be oppressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, we know the pattern from uh, Righteous Lot, who I don't know how he got to be described as righteous, but nevertheless he was in Second Peter chapter 2. And it says that when he saw the things going on in Sodom, he was his, his righteous Lot, his soul was vexed, mm. troubled by what he saw going on around us. So I think that that's a good gut check for all of us, that we would be troubled by what we see going on around us. Mm. So let's look at some of these things. So Grace Life Church in Canada. Now, I've been in contact uh, messaging with some people that actually go to the church. Oh, wow. uh, Other people that drove over there to participate in the protest. And and so these people have given me some information uh, about what's going on. But then I have received information or emails, letters, long emails and letters from or emails from people who are extremely upset with what Grace Life Church has done, that they're wrong, that all they had to do was comply with the government, uh, they just had to limit the number of people in their church, and everything would go on. And I think this presents a very interesting, I'm a lawyer, so I will call it an interesting problem that will lead to a lot of argument. We love those questions in the law, mm-hmm. um, because... What what's the proper Christian response? I, I can tell you that uh, the news reports last week: thirteen cop cars showed up, a uh, bunch of contractors, and erected not one but two fences around the church. When the people from the church showed up Sunday morning, they were forced to park a substantial distance away and walk in. Uh, some of them, you know, had young children. Uh, they were they asked the police if they could take their child in to use the bathroom, and they were refused. Uh, they, and when they got there, they found that, that not only was there two fences, there was a third fence that had been erected. And eventually, there were 200 riot cops that mm. were there, uh, air support, and that sort of thing. There was some people who tried to take down the wall. Now, some of the people in the church say that was outsiders who were trying to do that. And again, this is one of these situations where, where outsiders brought in to do that so the church would look bad. Um we know that in Canada and in the United States, there is a fundamental right to the free exercise of religion, at least in the United States. Now, in the European Union, for example, they have tried to recast the freedom of religion. Uh, they say we have freedom of religion, uh-huh. but we have free exercise of religion here in the United States. And so, and I've seen people on like this is you know. These people are uh, sowing uh, discord, and they're unchristlike because they're protesting this, and they should just listen to the people in charge. Well, you know, this, and I can't remember the name of the guy that you had on uh, that talked about the concept of the lesser magistrate. That would have been Matt Truella. He's a pastor from Milwaukee. Okay. A very good discussion, and, and, and sort of along the lines of what I've been thinking is, you know, we, we have the provision in Romans 
13 that says let it you know we should be subject to the to the higher powers mm-hmm. the governmental authorities but then the question becomes well what if uh a joe biden or a andrew como or governor andrew uh, or governor uh, governor gavin newsom in california are acting a- apart from the constitution i mean the constitution is the supreme law of the land so i don't understand why some of my Christian brothers say, well, we should listen to the government authorities. Well, what is the government authority? And what happens if your local government authority disagrees with this? I think it's a very complex question. Mm. But where I come down is I'm troubled by what I see, that whether you like what Grace Life Church did or not, um, it, it's a difficult question. I think they are being persecuted. Uh, and I have friends who will disagree strongly with this. But for crying out loud, there is freedom of religion. Um, I don't know, and I asked this question to some people in Canada, have any cases of COVID been traced to anyone in the church? No, Anybody we would have heard that in the COVID, media. Have, have there been any cases trans that have been uh, traced to the government offices of the Alberta Health Services or the Royal Canadian Mounted Police? Why don't they, um, um, you know, why, why don't they get along? I mean, you know, why don't they get scrutinized like they want to scrutinize the church? Exactly. And I will say, listen, Pastor Coates went to prison, and my understanding is there were a lot of people that became Christians uh, as a result of that. Praise you know, God. Sometimes I saw a mem that somebody sent me the other day, and it was... Uh, won't people be surprised after the rapture when the prisons are empty and the churches are full? <laughs> oh, that's funny uh, and sad at the same time. Yeah, but, you know, there's some truth to it because, yeah. you know, I, I've worked with prisoners, son of Sam, you know, the, these guys are, they're Christians, they're solid Christians, uh, and there's a sort of a revival in some of our prisons. So that's that's a good thing. So. I, I'm troubled by it. I think it is a government that's clearly out of control, that's outside, acting outside its constitutional authorities. Hmm. Uh, I'm glad for organizations in Canada and here in the United States that uh, stand up to that. Uh, I know, you know, John MacArthur and, and Grace Community Church has fought a battle with the um, uh, city of Los Angeles. They they terminated their lease if you've ever been to grace community church you know that there's uh parking is is very limited and people Mm -hmm. have to walk two or three blocks from the parking lots that they've leased from the city that are in a floodplain that can't be used for anything else and so the city canceled their lease uh uh, so they couldn't have the parking uh, and then they were going to bring the homeless in so you can't you you can't social distance you can't have church because you can't social distance we're going to bring homeless in impact them in the parking lots where it's not safe for you to park so you can go to it's just the whole thing is insane um i know a lot of churches are meeting i know some are limiting some are spreading people out i was supposed to speak at a conference in canada in a couple weeks last day's bible conference if you want to register we're going to have to do it virtually because you can't get into canada uh even if you're a canadian citizen coming back you're put in a quarantine they call it a it's like an internment camp. They, they, you know, they have plastic line halls. They have armed guards, and you have to pay a few thousand dollars for the privilege of being there a few days while you're waiting for your the results of your COVID test. And then, it, even if it is negative, you still have to go home and quarantine for 13 days. That's if you're a Canadian citizen. Hmm. Uh, and so we just have this incredible overreach from governments i was driving around columbus yesterday went to an area that used to be more of a hopping area now it's deteriorated a bit but on the north side of that there's this uh, there's a five-story office building at three o'clock david in the afternoon yesterday this is this is a good office building. there was not a single car in the parking lot a few miles from my house is J.P. Morgan Chase uh, Bank's major operations center. It's, I believe, the largest office building in the country. It's on, it is as large as, maybe a little bit larger than the Pentagon, to give you an idea. Wow. And you drive by this place, there are acres and acres of empty parking lots. This is a year after this done. This, it's, 
the the shakeout in commercial real estate is going to be incredible. So here's a here's a church. They're meeting. They're yeah. So they're they're close to other people. Um, and everybody says, well, it's not about the building, but you know, what about the freedom to choose the place where you worship? Why why does so you can get together in a park, but not in a building? I I just think the arguments start to get uh, a bit silly, and they ignore this concept that these these people who are imposing these restrictions are subject to a higher law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a clip of an old clip of Francis Schaeffer. I think he was speaking at Coral Ridge Church back in the 80s or 90s. And he was just saying, as, listen, you know, he had a, it was a very good argument. I, 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 I would mangle it if I tried to relate <laughs> it to you today, but I'm I'm concerned by what I see about this. So, um, um, John, real quick, you mentioned, you know, cause I'm saying this for personal reasons. My wife is from sure. Toronto. She's a Canadian, and she hasn't been home for a year and a half. And now they have even gotten more strict as far as quarantining yeah. people for two weeks, is testing people for COVID when they fly into Canada, keeping them until they get a negative test. What do you know about that process? Well, when that came out, I had received information from people in Canada, and there was a debate in the Ontario legislature about what is this thing about the government issuing a request, RFP, request for proposal on internment camp, quarantine internment camps or quarantine camps. And the government, like they always do, oh, you, you're, you're misreading it. There's nothing about that. Mm-hmm. And now what do we have a few months later? We have, first of all, we have, in the meantime, we have Justin Trudeau saying this is a great opportunity for Canada to do a great reset, to which the New York Times immediately responded, oh, now everybody's going to be talking about this great reset conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually a fact, mm-hmm. and Trudeau's talk, and everybody's talking about it, and that's going to be one of the subjects of my uh, last day's Bible conference talks, deplatforming humanity. Um, but... But so now we have, so if you, if you come back to Canada, you're a Canadian citizen, you have to have a, a positive or a negative test before you can get on the plane. You can only fly into one of four cities, Edmonton, I think it's Edmonton, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. Mm-hmm. You have a test taken when you arrive. You are then put on a bus with blacked out windows, driven to this quote, hotel, you're driven to an internment camp and you have to stay there. And people are like, they're diabetics that haven't been fed for 48 hours I and that type of thing yeah. that are in this. And you have to pay $2,000 for this privilege of coming back to your own country where you're a citizen. Wow. As an American, I can't get, a, I couldn't get across the border. There's border towns that are just devastated because there was a lot of back and forth because the towns are, you know, they're just separated by the international, but these towns are all shut down. Hmm. You can't go across the street effectively. So uh, Canada has really turned into a totalitarian thing. So the denial of the government that there would not, you guys are making up this stuff about quarantine or internment camps. I'm sorry. It seems that it's, it's proven to be true. Um, Disappointing. not surprising, though, because as you know, it is not, we know it's not a conspiracy theory, but if you're talking about that, you can even quote them from their meetings, the World e- e- Economic Forum and the Great Reset and some of these, you know, Bill Gates and all these guys. You can quote them and people will still say, no, that's a conspiracy theory. Why? Because they haven't heard it in the mainstream media. Uh, John, we've got to take our first break. Um, when we come back, we're going to jump over to... Um, The U.S. military talk about the unbelievable conditioning, uh, diversity and inclusion training. Um, God forbid we need to fight a war. Also, uh, CNN spreading fear about COVID. You're not going to believe this. When we come back, more with John Haller in a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. 
What do you believe that race is, the variables are, and what the messaging should be? My main concern is that we're not going to reach herd immunity because of vaccine hesitancy. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to believe who desperately want the vaccine right now. And they're thinking, oh, well, it's just a small percentage of people who are actually anti-vaxxers. And that's true. There is the anti-science, anti-vaxxer contingent. But I think that there are many more people, millions of people, who, for whatever reason, have concerns about the vaccine, who just don't know what's in it for them. And we need to make it clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. Because otherwise, people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. And I fear a situation of coming into the fall where we never reach herd immunity. And then we get hit by the next surge of, of, of COVID-19 in the fall, something that we could have prevented if we just got people vaccinated now. Fear, 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 be afraid, panic, panic, panic. By the way, that was a CNN clip. And um, John Haller, before you comment on that, I want to direct people to our last Friday's podcast with Bill Perkins of Compass International. We talked about um, end times agendas and reasons to not take the vaccine in that link that we share. There's about a two dozen doctors either in articles or in videos, different doctors that are saying, no, wait, there are reasons this is a bad idea. But, but John, what we just heard is very normal for the mainstream media outlets, CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS, CNN, MSNBC, and, of course, the, the big papers. So I would love to get your take. It went by fast, but she said a lot about, yes, there are some anti-vaxxers and, and, and she's concerned that people have this fear or they don't want their hesitancy about taking the vaccine. Share your thoughts on some of what you just heard. Well, goodness gracious. Where do you start, uh, huh? Some thoughts, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I think the decision on the vaccine is very, very difficult because there are, and believe me, I get plenty of anti vaccine videos, some of which make uh, some claims that are just, uh, you know, and, and if I say, well, where are they getting this from? Where's What's their research that leads to this? I've been unfriended and blocked by people on Facebook because I just asked the simple question, hmm. where are they getting this information? And it does, it listen, if it's true, it sows a lot of fear and things. But on the same token, the messaging we're getting from governmental authorities is confused, muddled, mm-hmm. and inconsistent. So while she's saying we've got to get back people vaccinated to to have herd immunity, well, what about people being exposed to the virus and recovering? Doesn't that also contribute to herd immunity? But that just gets thrown completely out yeah. of the the thought process. Mm-hmm. People. And there are people that are desperately trying to get vaccinated. Yet this morning, Ohio and a number of other states have shut down the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which Mm. is more of a traditional vaccine. It's not a modified RNA vaccine. Why did they shut it down? Because there have been a lot of women that have developed very serious, strange blood clots. I, I will say this. My own personal view is that this COVID thing is... Uh, I personally think that it it, 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 com- it came out of a bioweapons lab in some fashion, whether it was intentional or unintentional. I don't know that people planned the pandemic and that type of thing. Certainly, though, there were people that had things in place to take advantage of the... We can all agree that people have, have, have uh, submitted to their tyrannical instincts and taken advantage <laughs> of the things with the COVID. Yeah. But there are problems with the disease. One of my best friends died from this. And I'm telling you, while he had a couple of morbidities, I am telling you, I know people who, by the, by the gross and more, dozens of people who have those comorbidities, and none of them had the problems that he had because of this virus. Hmm. And there's also a thing called long COVID. So I think there's a reason to be concerned, particularly if you fall in your old. I mean, I'm older you know, and, you know, and you, so if you have some of these issues, you're more at risk. 
But so here today, they sh- they've shut down and they uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine because of the the blood clots. They've done the same thing with AstraZeneca. That's because this stuff was thrown out into the public domain before it was. Tested. Adequately tested. tested. Yeah, listen. Hey, John, have you I, heard any of that on the mainstream media? Have they reported any of these shutdowns of the vaccines? I haven't heard anything. Well, I, I saw it this morning. I just looked over at the Drudge Report and then confirmed it by some other things. Ohio is one of the states. No Johnson & Johnson vaccines. Wow. But then there's another article linked on the Drudge Report that says, but it's just a tiny, little, teeny, tiny percentage of people who are having adverse reactions, so why don't we go ahead with it? To which people who talk about COVID could say, well... It's a pretty tiny, tiny percentage of people that die from the COVID thing. Um, yeah. You know, and but there are people that there's a developing body of research that shows that there are people, they call it long COVID. But I don't think it's a for sure thing you can say this comes from COVID. But there are people who have long-term mental and other physical problems. So that's a concern. I mean, these people have not recovered well. Mm-hmm. And, and they're a year into this. Yes. That some of the... So it's, I think it's a highly, highly complex issue. Yes, it is. Uh, I think we need to stop. Um, the one thing that I'm concerned is the, the division that occurs. It's like the division over Grace Life Church. The church is now fighting within among themselves about who's right, who's wrong, who's a sinner, who's... Uh, <laughs> and, and then the same thing happens with if somebody determines based on their life and their things that they're going to get a vaccine. You know, that's their choice, but... I see people on Facebook telling you're not a Christian, you're not saved, you're taking the mark of the beast, and that sort of thing. And it becomes impossible to do anything uh, or speak publicly about it. I'm, I'm concerned about the way that it's going and the division that it's causing in the body of Christ. So, uh, My fear is it's only going to get worse. I believe that too, John. We've got to move a little, a little quicker here to get through sure. some of the stories we wanted to get through. But one quick question. I was talking with Bill Perkins last week. And then I went and preached at a church in Illinois Sunday and talked with a guy who works in um, viral uh, whatever, that, that form of medicine and, and sure. uh, immunology. And he, he said, um, I wouldn't call it a vaccine. What he calls it is uh, experimental gene, gene therapy. Would you agree with that? Or is there anywhere else, anywhere else we can define well, it? Well, I think the modified RNA vaccines, that's the uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines would fall in that category. The I believe the AstraZeneca and the Johnson and Johnson are more traditional type vaccines where you're getting a deadened, weakened virus, part of the virus. Mm-hmm. So it, but listen, we can agree that it's new technology. Yes, and that, and I'm concerned about it. You know, I I see um, see a lot of people pushing the vaccine. Uh, and just dismissing people will have concerns about it. But, you know, I, I can tell you, I, I have a number of friends I, that I have taken the vaccine, and some of them, you know, they're in bed for two days with a 104-degree temperature and thinking they're going to die when they get this thing. So it's a pretty severe reaction, and it's always a numbers game. You know, are more people going to die from the vaccine? You know, we're given the vaccine because less people will die from the vaccine than die from the disease. And that's kind of a... It's kind of a cold analysis, but that's the way it's looked at by the pharmaceutical companies and, and government. So, uh, okay, John, let's jump very over. Very difficult issue. Yes, it is. It is. We, I mean, we could spend a couple hours talking just about these issues, but we have, and I know you have also on your prophecy updates. So, the U.S. military. There is now, since the Biden O Biden administration is in place, one of the first things they did. Uh, they're trying to allow transgenders more freedom in the U.S. military to have the U.S. taxpayer pay for um, transgender um, cosmetic surgery, uh, physical manipulation and uh, reconstruction surgeries. They call it sex change. So what did, what did you find out about this new diversity and inclusion training? I saw that clip <laughs> comparing the Russian military to the U.S. military, and it, it, it's... Where they're trying on high... The men are trying on high heel shoes. In America, yeah, and I'm going, boy, if we ever go to war, we're doomed. John, your thoughts? Well, listen, this this should be ridiculed because it's silly. It's undermining the purpose of the military. And when you look at these guys in this diversity training, so I'm sitting here looking at a brochure that, you know, anybody can... You can download it online. It's called... Uh, 
Diversity and Inclusion Strategic Plan 2021, Headquarters United States Special Operations Command. And it talks about we have to be diverse, we have to be inclusive. And they've actually issued orders like this is the, this is the ultimate priority for the military now. So here is our special operations. We have to do diversity and inclusion. Now, I'm not so sure that I want my guys that are going into dangerous areas, and it's going to be mostly guys because, it, you know, they, they have to they have to truck they have to pack in all of their equipment and ammunition mm-hmm. and and everything. So you know, they're carrying around a hundred pounds of stuff. If, I'm sorry, it's hard for a woman to do, and it so so here's our military doing it. The other aspect of what the military is doing is they've done this diversity uh, stand-downs. Uh, per per the, uh, the Secretary of Defense, they've issued these Office of the Secretary of Defense leadership stand-down to address extremism in the Air Force. Well, how do they define ex- extremism? Well, they never really defined extremism, uh. but it's usually tied to white supremacy, which is tied to people who would have protested the election results and that sort of thing. And I can tell you, I've been sent slides by uh, people in the military that have taken pictures of this training. And I'm just telling you is, this is comes directly out. This, this is what Obama started mm-hmm. when he was president, was a remaking of the upper echelon of the, mater- of, the, uh, of the military to turn them from warriors into social justice warriors. Yep. yep. And we are weak. We are not prepared for war. This is the priority. And so is the world, as we'll talk about in our next hour. The world is melting down. There are conflicts coming up all everywhere. And when, when a Chinese guy confronts our Secretary of State at a meeting and a Chinese foreign minister and says, I, I can smell gunpowder, huh. that's a direct shot across the bow. Yep. But our leadership sorry for saying this, is too stupid and moronic to understand what they're doing. So we have a Romans 1 judgment by God on our military leadership where they cannot discern or reason or remember what their mission is. So what they've done is, and there were, and I did videos on this back in the 2015 range, where they had... uh, sort of policy discussions like at Georgetown and George Washington University with people from the DOJ talking about extremism, and they were partnering with their partner. Who are we we going to use to determine who an extremist is? And it was the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center, which has nothing to do with poverty. It's an incredibly wealthy organization. They have tons of money, and it has nothing to do with law. It's reshaping society. I have friends here in, in Columbus that are on the extremist list. So if that's what the if this is what extremism is, and, and they ignore everything that's happened in Seattle, in Portland, in Washington, in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and now again in Minnesota, in the Minneapolis area, with what happened over the last couple of days. So this is a this is just another part of the remaking and reshaping of our military, and they're. People are staying in or going into the military so they can get somebody else to pay for their sex reassignment surgery. So, John, let's jump over to another story really quick. Uh, California inmates uh, are identifying as female, um, and they've requested prison transfers. And from what I understand, there's a new California law that will allow them to be housed with female prisoners. What could go wrong? Yeah, well, what could go wrong? It's sort of like... (coughs) I mean, we Tucker Carlson did an interview with Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas, the other he night, saw it. because yep. he had vetoed the the transgender, uh, which pro- prohibited born males from competing in women's sports and, and chemical castration, is their words. Yeah, and and Asa Hutchinson, <coughs> I'm glad he's term limited because I'm just <laughs> telling you, if if you cannot stand against the gentle genital mutilation either chemically or surgically, of children, you need to get out of public life and go away Mm -hmm. to someplace where you don't have influence over public policy. Mm -hmm. This is egregious. And so the Arkansas legislature overrode his veto. Uh, But even Christy Noem up in South Dakota, she was was pretty weak on this when she came out. She did issue an executive order 
But part of it is it comes down to money. Like the NCAA won't let our schools compete in the tournaments, you know, where nobody attends anymore because it's all done in a sort of a laboratory. It's done in this giant arena with with things put up so you can't see how few people are there. It's the whole thing is insane. Yes. If I could go back, I don't know how much time we have. If we go back Three to minutes. The, COVID pa- the COVID passport thing or yep. the COVID and the vaccine thing, this is one of the things that I'm very concerned about is the COVID passports. Now, some of the countries like Israel says you have a, a, a serology test that proves that you recovered from COVID or vaccine, you can come in. They're going to open things up in May, uh, near the end of May for tourism. But the the but the problem is, and I think Naomi Wolf, who is no conservative, uh, and I don't know if you've seen some of her videos, yeah. I would highly recommend that you watch them. Just understand, she's a feminist, pro-abortion, and that type of thing. Yeah. But I think she's exactly right that this is the end of freedom, yeah. these COVID passports, because it's going to be tied to the, social, the Chinese social credit system, and people are going to be deplatformed. I mean, I got my first warning from YouTube after eight years, nine years being on that platform, uh, because I talked about the Capitol Hill thing on January 6th. I used mainstream media as an example, and they said, if you if you do this again, we've removed your video. They don't tell you what it was you said that was wrong, and they remove the video, so unless you have an archive someplace, you can't figure out what it was you talked about. And they're just like, uh, you talked about the election, and you said there were people upset about the election, and, you're not, and that violates our community guidelines. And I've had other pastor friends who've had their channels removed completely because yeah. they talked about the vaccine or this. And, and so this is, I'm now in, I'm now in the uh, YouTube training module, I guess, to get me to uh, comply. comply and yep. think the way that they do. <laughs> it's, it's fascist. It's, it's a terrible thing. Yes, it is. Um, John, when we come back, I don't want to open up this can now because we only have a minute. Um, but we do want to talk a little bit about um, the border issue. Um, it's costing America a lot of money, and it comes from the taxpayers, and it's by design. It is by design, but the media will never report fairly on this issue, sadly, as, as they tried to do, uh, made it nonstop of an issue when Trump was president of the southern border. But anyway, we need to talk about that when we come back. Also talk about how some progressive Christians were speaking out against Trump, but for these policies and worse on the, at the southern border, they are not saying anything about President O'Biden. Um, also, there's some disturbing information about the leaders of Black Lives Matter who are Marxist and they are lesbian. They're buying million-dollar homes with the people's money. More on Standard for the Truth with John Haller in just a minute. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. We're back with John Haller. And before we get to this just disappointing but not surprising story about the Black Lives Matter uh, founders, uh, self-described Marxists, and that's their background, and they're lesbians, they bought four high-end homes. One of them has an airplane hangar, um, and they were looking at one apparently in the Bahamas or somewhere. Anyway, before we get to that story, we've got to talk a little bit about the border. In front of me, I have a uh, color printout, a graph from Media Research Center, uh, quoting Joe Biden that says, this happens every single solitary year. That's what Joe Biden said. And this graph at the Media Research Center says, no, Mr. President, this does not happen every single year. In, uh, for example, January of this year, the average, let let me rephrase that, in the average from 2012 through 2020, in those years, the average was uh, 37,000, apparently, uh, border apprehensions. In January of this year, it was 78,000. That's an increase of 110%. In February, in in the previous eight years or nine years, 40,000 border apprehensions in February. In this year, 2021, 100,441. That's an increase of 148. In March, 50,000 apprehensions uh, as an average in those last eight or nine years. This year, 171,000 in the month of March alone. That's an increase of 242%. John, the media is not reporting this accurately or fairly. Uh, we're not surprised by that, 
but people are still believing the old story about Trump had kids in cages. Biden is more compassionate. Can, what are your thoughts on that? I think we are in the midst of a massive propaganda campaign by people to shape narratives, to make things, you know, repeat a law or repeat a lie long enough and eventually people will believe it. Mm-hmm. At the height of the Soviet Union, they employed over a million people to engage in propaganda to mislead the West. I think all those people since the fall of the Soviet Union are their offspring have found uh, homes and by and large in mainstream media outlets to push this narrative. I mean, watch the watch the presidential press briefing with Jen Psaki <laughs> Uh, once or twice, as much as you can stand before you throw. And, you know, I can't maybe, maybe put a shield up between you and your TV because they're expensive if you break them <laughs> uh, by throwing things at them. This lady lies with easier than you breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a smile. This happens. I, 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 so, for example, on the border, I saw mainstream media and I read the mainstream media because I want, you know, it's a good way to figure out what lies are going to be fed over time. I saw them. They said that Biden was actually letting in fewer immigrants than Trump. This is this is nonsense. Wow. Uh, so it's look, it's a major crisis. Uh, a lot of times, these children are trafficked. The cartels are involved. Mm-hmm. Salem Media has a vi- a new video up. I don't know if it's free or behind a paywall that talks about immigration. It was done by an Indian American uh, talking about it. And if you dig uh, far enough through some of these news media reports, you'll find that a lot of the people in these camps on the Mexican side waiting to go, go over to America are Indians, Pakistanis, Middle Eastern Arabs and that type of thing. They're not all Mexicans or Central American Hispanics. Mm -hmm. Um, And listen, I've never understood in the the first Obama and second Obama administrations how these kids walked 1,200 miles across Mexico through cartel-controlled territory and ended up at our border. Right not looking emaciated in that type of thing. Yeah. It would appear that somebody's busing them there, flying them there, dropping them at the border and that sort of thing. And there's a lot of, of, of human trafficking going on. Yeah. This is a major, major crisis, and it's, it's being done for political purposes. So, let's, so I think it's a, a major crisis. I think we're being lied to about it. Uh, I think the purpose is that, Get more people in here, get them to vote and change demographics, change the demographics of the United States, change the voting. So now we have these these voter ID laws and that type of thing. And all the woke capitalists come out and this. A lot of this comes out of the uh, World Economic Forum pushing this thing called ESG, environmental, social and governance. And there's companies no longer belong to the shareholders for the exist for the benefit of the shareholders it's to we have to benefit society so that's why you see all these woke wimpy guys like delta the ceos of delta and and coke and other companies you know georgia says you have to have a voter id hey let's go and look at coke's own rules about voting in board meetings let's go look at Mm. delta's rules about voting in board meetings Let's go, let's see, do you have to show ID to get on a Delta flight? Do you have to show an ID to pick up your tickets uh, that you prepaid in advance at a will call window at a major league ballpark? This is ridiculous. And there, this is, this is a, an agenda-driven Marxist thing to collapse our, our society. I, I, I just don't know any other way to say it. And so now you have the example of the heads of this Black Lives Matter purchasing properties that mm-hmm. worth millions of dollars. Yep. Listen, these are radical Marxists. I guess in Marxism, it's okay to have the benefits of capitalism. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> ironic? Denied to everybody else. And what they've done, by the way, they have scrubbed their website. You have to go to archive.org, get the URL uh, for where they had their original statement of purpose. Yes. And then go to archive.org and put put that in, and you will see they've scrubbed out what they originally said in that. 
their one of their goals and purposes was to collapse the traditional concept of the nuclear family. Yep. That's what drove them. That's what still drives them. And the media and all these woke pastors around the country that are buying into this have been duped. If your pastor is bought into this, you really need to seriously consider going someplace else. I see I see local pastors posting this stuff, and I'm like, it's it's ridiculous because they have completely bought into the lie of Marxism. Yep. And socialism, and they're now recasting the Bible in the light of that. They are making it up as they go along. So we see all of these examples. And so here's here's the latest example. So we have this incident in Brooklyn Center, a suburb of Minneapolis, yesterday. A guy resisted arrest. He got shot. Um, cop says it was an accident. Rashida Tlaib, a co- sitting congresswoman yep. in the United States. She's a Democrat, yep. She says what, part of the squad. It wasn't an accident. Policing our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I'm done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. Wow. This is a Marxist dream Yep. to tear down our society like this. What are they? Because the only way they can replace it with their totalitarian state is to tear it down and this is all part of a plan and a design and it is out of control listen it it's very troubling to sit here and watch this it really is and so let me use an example i don't know how much time we have left but there was the pastor up in uh calgary who was yelling at the police when they came into the church get out of here get out of here you nazis yep and i saw christians are very upset like this that's not christ-like that's not very nice. He shouldn't have done that. And my, wow. But at the same time, I'm watching videos from the Remembrance Day celebration at the Yad Vashem the other day. I played a clip of them at the end, on one of them on Sunday. Incre- I mean, stories so moving, I can barely talk about them. <laughs> but my question was, in Germany, when was it okay to say that the government was out of control? When, when, because we know what we know it ended up. So is this guy in Calgary, is he just ahead of the curve? by calling out what he sees to be it being an immigrant from Poland, too, I believe, and understanding what communist uh, country is like. Maybe he's just ahead of the curve. So, But Christians jump on him, oh, that's terrible, it's just not Christ-like and all that. But I'm also thinking, like, okay, so tell me when, in your little rule book, when it's okay for me to call them out for the for the fascists and the Nazis that they are. That's right. Because they start someplace. They yeah. don't they don't start with the with the death camps. There was a leading up period. Yeah. When it, do you when and I think the church, we I think we need to have a very serious discussion in the church about this thing. Particularly at this time as we see these prophetic events unfolding right in front of our eyes. Well, people are unwilling to have the discussions, John. They people are I don't want to say they're ignorant, but I would say many are uninformed. Many Christians uh, if they're not uninformed, they want to just give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Oh, they wouldn't push their Marxist communist ideas here. They're just naive about the true news. And that's one of the reasons we came up with that uh, link, uh, 150 resources on our website uh, to help people know where they can get truthful, accurate information about the whole story. And But you're right. A lot of churches uh, don't want to touch this because they've already some have made up their mind to jump on the BLM bandwagon. And some Christians with sincere motives gave money. They donated to Black Lives Matter. And now we have two of the founders here with four homes. Uh, one of them, they, Topanga Canyon, California, $1.4 million, million yeah. which is, by the way, in an 88% white uh, neighborhood. They're, they're hypocrites, but they're making money off of the backs of some people who want to actually help maybe impoverished black people in inner cities and people that do need help. So they're not getting any help. It's just going with the leadership. Kind of sounds like the um, uh, the U.S. Department of Education and the NEA. The kids don't get the help in the public schools. It all goes to the teachers and the union. John, your final thoughts. We've got two well, minutes. there seems to be a little bit of a insider trading going on. So Microsoft <laughs> comes out. This is very troubling. Uh, this is part, now part of my talk in Canada. They come out and they're investing $16 billion uh, buying a company called Nuance. 
that is in artificial intelligence and healthcare uh, to monitor people and uh, and you know I see this thing about an implantable chip that the militaries developed so they can tell you you have COVID before you have any symptoms <laughs> and all of this is all of this is part of a piece. I mean it's it's sort of like I can't even begin to explain what's happening and all this other stuff happens. But we have this situation now in Minneapolis where the city, you know, the riots and everything now. The city manager comes out and says, uh, the, don't judge the cop too quickly. Uh, the cop gets to do due process. And he's fired mm-hmm. on the spot yeah. by the mayor. And the governor comes out and says, oh, another, you know, another young black man was executed. And he was denied his due process. Well, you know, No, he wasn't. He actually wasn't. Yeah, he was resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. He was. And we can't even talk about the facts of these things. So, I look, I'm a fact guy. I'm a truth guy. And your ignorance doesn't change the truth of what's going on in the world. And you need to wake up and, and figure this out because it, I think uh, I heard John MacArthur say recently again, America's under judgment. I have no doubt that it is. And we need to but we need that doesn't mean we we just don't stand up to the evil that mm-hmm. we see around us. We have children and families to protect. Yes. And uh, by the way, one more thing before we uh, have to let you go, John, there is a link over at Media Research Center, MRCTV.org, about big businesses that are scheming to block voter ID laws in America. There are dozens yep. of chief executives, and they gathered on this Zoom call recently and. And uh, this is according even to the Washington Compost. They have a quote there. And then they have the list of companies from Viacom, Delta, American Airlines to Starbucks and United and the Atlanta Falcons, AMC Theaters, Walmart even is on there, sadly. But you can get that link later. John, uh, we're going to do this again. In fact, I think we might do this tomorrow. So uh, thanks so much. We'll talk about Israel. We'll talk about the Middle East and a whole lot more tomorrow. Get into geopolitics and what's happening over there. John Haller. God bless you, brother. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are the rest of this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll wrap up this show with some final thoughts. Keep it right here. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Since we could fill a week of podcasts with Mr. John Haller, we're going to have him back tomorrow, and uh, we're going to be talking about Israel, what's going on in the Middle East, um, a lot of things, some just new threats to Israel we'll talk about, and how the Obama administration, who are they backing? Where do they stand? So we'll talk geopolitics tomorrow and get into a few other uh, national stories, but primarily we're looking at Israel, Russia, Turkey, and, and the Middle East tomorrow with John Haller, again, on Stand Up For The Truth. And then on Thursday, we've got another troublemaker for the kingdom of God, Pastor Steve Smotherman, Legacy Church, Albuquerque. Can't wait to get him back. He's always fighting a battle with his governor and, of course, fighting the good fight of faith against the powers of darkness. Author and editor Terry James will be back with us on Friday. He's got a new book, the recent book out called Lawless. And uh, God willing, Kevin Sorbo, is scheduled to be with us on Monday. We're still trying to narrow that down, but we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for your prayers, your support. Check out our calendar, standardforthetruth.com. Upper left, it says upcoming. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.